Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Runners World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. Today we're speaking with Locksmith out of Rudimental, who's also a runner, of course, uh, about his incredible work ethic and training regime. What is it? I mean, incredible regime. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It really is. Now, have you ever gone for a fasted run? I've gone for a fasted run the occasional time, yeah. How, How did it feel? Uh, quite hard work, I would say. Yeah, it is, yeah, well, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite well, hard work. So, yeah, anyone who's been for a fasted run will know that fasted running is something that you can do in your training life to, I don't know, metabolize things in a different... Anyway, it's hard work. So huge props and good luck to anyone who is currently celebrating Ramadan and fasting and running at the same time. So, um, and also we had um, we had Haroon on the podcast this time last year, I would imagine. So go back and have a listen to that because it's uh, full of advice for anyone who's taking part um, and wants to run during Ramadan. So there we go. So good luck and have have a have a lovely Ramadan. Um, your own running, Ben. You haven't been doing fasted running, I guess. But what have, what have you been up to? Uh my running's going all right, thanks. Doing a bit of sort of running to do jobs, which is my new thing. Well, it's not new thing but something that i enjoy doing just getting out there and getting a task done with a bit of a run at the same time uh but yeah it's good trails are drying up they are oh they are. it's getting a bit faster out there a bit less muddy still some muddy bits but you know it's it's, it's, a, it's that good time of year when everything starts getting a bit greener flowers are coming out trails are looking a bit lovely bird song oh it's lovely well, yeah, it's a great time of year. On that on that front, Ben, on the kind of trails drying up, because I've been trying out the um the Innovate Park Claw, which isn't the best name, is it? It's not. It doesn't. It's not a sort of name that gets a heart pump, is it? It's, it's like an angry claw. version of Park Run. <laughs> yeah, it's like the metal you've like, version. You, you've got the sort of mud claw, haven't you? That sounds like well, okay, well, I get a sense yeah. of the park. Ah, I'm tackling oh the fells. Careful, careful. Uh, Regent's Park. Um, but yeah, that so that is a shoe. Um, that is specifically designed as a multi-terrain shoe. Right, so it's gotcha. kind of. So it's made for like, yeah, the kind of drier trails and the road. And in theory, a multi-terrain shoe, I think, makes a lot of sense because it's like even your trail runs, right? Mm. How much of them? It's not all trail, is it? You've no. got to get to the trail unless you're going to drive it. Um, so I'm trying them out and I'll be doing a review on uh, runnersworld.com uh, forward slash UK. So one to look out for. I would go as far as to say that most trail shoes, apart from those with the, an aggressive lug or... Mm an especially soft compound are fairly capable on both terrain. But I guess if it's, it's probably got some nuanced 
special features that you can tell us all about in that review, Rick, and that's what sets well, it yeah. apart. I, I do know what you mean. I don't think it's alone as a, a multi-terrain shoe, even if it's one of the few that brands itself as such. Yeah, yeah you're right. A, a lot of the kind of less aggressive trail ones can be used yeah. on the road. Yeah, definitely. Um, we put a, um, put a little question out on social media uh, to people, and we said, um, what does running give you other than a kind of better physical fitness? So what's some of the other things other than that that, uh. that you know? Runners gone for so some of them are great. So I thought I'd just read a couple out. I'll um, do it. So this is from Juliet Morris who says, um, "Wait, wait, wait." My... The Juliet Morris. <laughs> yeah, it's her. Um, my, she says, "My ability to casually stop any normal conversation by mentioning that I ran 100 miles around <laughs> Dartmoor." <laughs> yeah, that's Which very. Is that is a very skill. unique skill. And oh yeah, this is another good one uh, from Carrie Smith. She says, um, mental well-being, knowledge of random back roads and where they lead, ability to picture what a mile looks like, awareness of nature and ability to eat more cake. And there's lots of those on the Facebook page. So they're worth looking out for. But, I like um, that. I would it's a nice question, isn't it? I would absolutely agree with the learning random roads. Like that bit is definitely like you, yeah. you, you get yeah. to know an area, don't you? When you get running and you can kind of like find the bits and pieces. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah, you kind of, I don't know what you mean, it puts you in touch with, uh, I don't know, you kind of know how to orientate yourself a bit more, don't you? Uh, yeah, oh, that knowing, how, knowing what a mile is, by feel yeah. alone, that's a mile. Yeah. Is it? Yep. I can, yeah, tell yeah, them, I can feel it in my definitely. bones, that, that was definitely a mile. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, should we get on our um, our guest of the week, Locksmith, he's going to tell us all about um, his amazing training schedule, make us all feel a little bit lazy, probably. <laughs> yes. Listen up if you uh if you want to feel bad about yourself. No. Let's get him on. Guest of the week. Here in the studio. Guest of the week. Sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete. Could be a physio or a complete our guest this week is one quarter of the multi-award winning band Rudimental. Alongside his musical accolades, he's also a dedicated runner and campaigner for getting young people interested in sport. So Locksmith, aka Leon Roll, welcome to the Runners World podcast. Thanks for having me, man. How are we all doing? Yeah, all good. Yeah, all good. Thank you. Yeah. Wicked. So you've said before that running was a way to escape for you. You had a few rejections growing up. You didn't have a father role model and you looked at running as a way to get rid of some pent up energy and, and some temper issues. Have you always found that running clears your head, and is it is that still why you re- uh, run regularly? Yeah, definitely. In fact, before I answer that question, I love the fact that you call me a dedicated runner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can I, can I take that title everywhere? With yeah, yeah. We've, we've we've got this. We've got a firm stance that if anyone has ever considered going for a run, that they're, <laughs> then they're then they're a runner. That's perfect because uh, I think it's kind of overwhelming and so far from the truth. <laughs> but <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But yeah, run, running, oh, mate, it's played a big part in my life, especially as a youngster growing up. And funny enough, it's probably out of all my physical attributes, it's probably one of my weakest um, sort of attribute. Like running, I've never really been good at it. Um, I'm kind of big boned, always weighed heavy from a young age. Um, so I always felt like I was carrying a lot more weight than other people. Um, so it was, it was a struggle for me. But my whole mindset around running was, it's something I'm not good at. So I'm going to push on and I'm going to keep doing it. And I, like, as time went on, I began to enjoy it. It came from my running coach telling me that I was, sorry, not my running coach, my football coach. Um, when I was playing football when I was younger, telling me that, you know, you're not, you're not doing enough mileage on the pitch. 
and that kind of just stuck into my head and he later on went on to be the coach who had the final decision on me staying at the youth academy or not right and it just always stuck in my head you're not doing enough mileage you're not you're not working hard enough for your team especially being a centre midfielder which you're meant to be the engine of the team yeah right so that kind of just came out of football and I kind of took it into everything. I thought, all right, you're not giving enough into uh, your music. You're not giving enough into um, your family life. Da, 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 da. And his head just, sorry, his words just kept repeating over and over and over and over and over again in my head. And I, I remember when I first heard that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get better at this. And I'm going to push through a brick wall and I'm going to run for as long as I can. And I remember I must have been about 13 years old. I must have ran 20K. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> come back and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move. Like my legs were, I felt like lead. Um, and then after that, I was just like, if I can do that, I can do anything. It was one of those kind of mentalities. And it started to become more pleasurable. And the fact that I wasn't good at it and I was achieving new goals and it's almost instant goals you know mm. you, you look at mm. people at work um, a job and they may not get that instant grat gratification for something they've done well um over a short period of time they'll probably have to wait a year or you know uh, two years for a promotion or whatnot but when you go out there and you run you know you've got that escapism that, you know that's an instant gratification you know taking you away from your worries and your troubles and your issues that you might be having in your everyday lives and then you've got that you know, goal and sort of like targets that you can reach whilst running. Even if you have to crawl past the finish line, that 5K, that 10K, whatever you're doing. And that's what I love. That's what I love about running. And uh, yeah, from an early age, them words still stay stick with me, even when I'm running today. I think that's, I think there's a sort of like, it's quite hard to sort of divide the whole running community into two bits, but there's always the people who found running really naturally and they just got on with it. And then I'm sitting with you in the other camp, which was that I found it and still do find it really hard, but it but kind of like that, that the sort of energy that you put into it, you get back. It's, it's, it's rare that there's that. It's rare that there's that something that you put all of yourself into something and you get it all back again. And I think that's what makes, I think that's what makes, finding running hard so rewarding yeah mm. no definitely i have to agree with that you know i look at all my achievements over the years and they've never ever come overnight you know like we talk about music it's taken me nearly two decades to get to the position that i'm in now um but yeah that whole running side of it is just it's just instant man it's, you go for a run and you feel it whether you go for five minutes or you go for half hour or two hours whatever it is you you get you get it straight back you, you do seem to have an absolutely amazing work ethic um and i remember watching you on um SES who dares wins as well and the mental toughness that you showed on that show was incredible do you think that's something that you just felt like you like that resilience you just needed that resilience because that was that was the kind of atmosphere in which you were growing up or do you think it's something that you actually you helped to help to build yourself um i think a bit of both you know um i've gone through so much within my life um i've i've been able to sort of fine tune that resilience and you know make it grow and take it out of my pocket when i need to use it I always felt when I went on SAS, I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm just too stubborn, I'm too stubborn. <laughs> there's, there's, I don't know, I, I'm not gonna stop. 
you know, they're going to have to pull me out of here. I know it sounds a bit extreme and, you know, a lot of your listeners will probably be like, well, whatever, mate. But I, I used to say to myself whilst I was on the show, like, unless I'm dead, like, I'm going to finish the show. And, you know what I mean, unless they tell me I've got to leave. And and that's the kind of mentality I've, I've always had. Like, as long as I can breathe one foot in front of the other, yeah, I, 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 can, do what I, I can do what I put my mind to. What about an ultra marathon then? I feel like this would be a good one for you because you, like, say you don't give up on things. Yeah, apart that from that, like you're mentally. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's funny because uh, I was pitching. I think it was to uh, the Channel Four actually. Yeah, about ultra marathon, but taking some kids, some inner city kids, um, out of their comfort zone and doing an ultra marathon with them. So, mate, I'm all about jumping out of your comfort zone and pushing past barriers and doing things that I wouldn't normally be associated with me and people thinking, you know, that guy, what's he doing? Yeah. You know, I love that kind of vibe and I, I will definitely be up for ultramarathon. There you go. Famous, famous I, I last mean, words. It, fa- like, it, takes, it takes people so much to convince other people. It takes so long. That was the easiest thing I've ever done. Seen. Like, do you want to do one? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, when we get like artists on like yourself and we talk about um, the creative process and they, they sort of lean on running quite heavily in terms of either a moment away from it, as in they're on tour and they want to escape the, the stress of being on tour or they use it to come up with ideas when they're out running. It kind of that natural, perhaps the natural rhythm of running allows people to be a bit more creative. Is that something that happens with you and your music is running? Do you find that it's a time to escape or is it a time when you write? ideas come to you it's so funny you say that because when I, when I run I usually get melodies in my head and I've literally just got a new phone so I haven't updated it all I'll play it down the mic to you where you can hear me running and you can hear me like screaming a melody from <laughs> uh, uh, the voice recorder um, but yeah it's, it's constantly it's almost as if your mind just frees up you know like sometimes I'm walking around the house and uh, I don't know I forget where my car keys are. Hmm. You know, well they're in your pocket. Yeah. You know, and you you search around the house for nearly twenty minutes <laughs> looking for them. I know everyone kind of shares that moment because the missus looks back at me and she does exactly the same thing. It's almost like your mind is cluttered, especially in the position that I'm in and how many things I've got on on the go. I've got so much in my mind; it's cluttered. When you go out and you run, it's almost like it declutters itself, yeah. the mind, and it's just so free. Yeah, and it's almost like that. I don't know if there's a word for it in the creative realm, in the music artistry realm, but it's almost like that is the the fine point of when you kind of want to be creative. That's where you want to be. You want to be. Mm. In, you want to be in front of your keyboard when you're at that point in your mind like when you're running you know and you want to be on stage performing at that particular moment in your mind when it's nice and clear and decluttered decluttered um so yeah definitely man that 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 whole running side of it i wish i had those voice notes because you because <laughs> it, it just sounds like shit but to me it just sorry i don't know if you can yeah, smell that's it but, yeah. no that's, that's okay that's but fine. to myself like when i get home and I, I i listen back to it i'm just like right okay yeah i know exactly what that meant but yeah yeah one of those now this could be a rumor but i've heard that you run the same route twice a week for the past 16 years is this is this correct? And are you a creature of sort of habit and, and routine, would you think? I'm definitely 100% a creature of habit. Um, 
But with that said, where I ran or still run, I kind of, I've limited that to sort of like Christmas Day and probably summer, summer moments. It's just um, in my old area in Hackney, East London. And I've been running the same route since I was about 12, to be honest. It's a 5K run. Um, takes me through to Millfields Park, all the way back up to Lee Bridge, and then straight down Clapton Pond, and then straight back to my mum's house. Nice. Um, so, yeah, the, the, that that route is forever with me. And the first time I, I actually ran it was on Christmas Day, about 6 a.m. Um, Christmas Day is my birthday. That's the only reason I ah, There we go. Oh, I know some of that. I live in Leighton, so there we go. Yeah, sweet. There you go, mm. right there. I think they're redoing the ice rink over there. Yeah, yeah they are. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I drove past it the other day and my heart sank. <laughs> I just saw it. It was a big construction yeah, site. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've had, like, like, taking dates out there. And, you know, <laughs> I was coming back. I, I actually I actually learned how to drive there, and I was like, what is going on? They've actually, I was ready to protest everything. <laughs> And I drove up a little bit further and they said, we're revamping yeah. the ice rink. I was like, oh. Yeah, all them dates. Okay. All them young kids going on them dates <laughs> <I like> now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I've also, I've heard that um, even, say, after a rudimental show, even if, say, if you get to bed at like 2 a.m., you're still up at 5 a.m. Your day begins at 5 a.m. Um, has that always been, the, have you always been a sort of early riser in that sense? And what, what do you get from that kind of early start that you kind of want to keep going again it just goes back to my childhood it's just that early rejection made me do some quick maths in my head you know you've got 24 hours in the day um you're gonna consume some of that with sleeping and you can consume it with eating and you know having fun family time and then you've got this short window where you know you can give to yourself and i found out early that you know if you wake up at 5 a.m and you get a jog on, a bit of exercise on, you're ahead of the majority, you're ahead of the pack. And I'm a firm believer in, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but, you know, you, you've got to work hard as well. And <laughs> funny as it sounds, I, I just had, I loved the movie Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, I, I, we all yeah. did. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. I watch all of them. I even watch... Like the creeds and oh, creeds good Connor. though. Oh yeah, the creeds yeah, are good. Yeah, yeah. The creeds all of them, though, yeah, yeah, all of them, yeah. love them. And uh, I just love the fact that you know, Rocky defied the odds, and he used to go out for them runs in Philadelphia, yeah. and you know, and I just like you know what, that's 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 me. That's what you got to do in order to make it. And it wasn't just about you know, football at the time when I was younger. It was about everything, you know. Yeah. It's like, I, if you look at the music industry now, my band, Rudimental, are a prime example. They do my nutting. <laughs> I, <laughs> so the boys will wake up at two o'clock, and that's just standard, like, industry standard for musicians. You know, they, they don't wake up early and start being creative. Whereas I'm up 5 a.m., and I've done so much. I've done my edits. I've... Um, like responded to emails, done my workouts and whatnot. And by the time these boys get up at two, I'm thinking about, right, I've got to do the school run about an hour and a <laughs> half. <laughs> and I just feel like there's so much time wasted, although they go throughout the night and I've just, like, my days of doing that is over. But um, yeah, it's just, you just feel like, I feel like you're just wasting so much time. Yeah. You know, you, you've got time to utilise. And the 2 a.m. thing, getting to bed at 2 a.m., um, and getting up at 5 a.m. 
that became more or easier to do rather when uh, we had our first child, you know, yeah. <laughs> because that's mm. all you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're doing anyway. <laughs> that's all yeah. you're doing. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the fact that you, you're doing them night, night wake up calls and you're making bottles without even your eyes open just uh, allowed me to carry on what I would do anyway. For sure. No, I would, I would say that I don't know a single person who hasn't seen a giant set of stairs and gone, <laughs> I'm running up them. And when I get to the top, Adrian! But I mean, you're, this is outside of running. You're, you're, you're a fit guy. Um, you, I know that you've done some stuff with our, uh, a, a magazine close to our hearts, which is Men's Health. Um, and you, you know, and you train a lot and you do all that sort of those things as well. So do you find that doing all that other stuff complements the running so much? We talk about cross training a hell of a lot with people, especially pro athletes. They're talking about like big week mileages, but they're also doing three gym sessions a day or no, a day, three gym sessions a week and doing all these different stuff. Do you, do you find, do you find it like that part of your life, the two things complement each other massively? Oh yeah. hundred percent, you know? Like I said, I come from a footballing background and it's funny because when I get injured, it kind of flips its, flips its uh, head where I do more weight-based training because my injuries usually come from either my knee or my feet because I do a lot of running. Um, and when I try and go back into running after I sort of have that time off and I've done a lot of weight training, it's, just, it's a massive struggle massive struggle to get back into that rhythm of running again you weigh a little bit more you know muscle well in some readings muscle weighs heavier than bloody fat and I always found that if or when I stick to my running that is my base it actually funny enough allows me to go in the gym and you know lift well whereas I can't do it the opposite way around um for me so yeah for me running is that base it allows me to jump on stage and perform at a high intensity it allows me to cut off the body fat so that i can actually do things for men's health although at the minute i'm indulging in a lot of uh, <laughs> snack, snacks at the minute so i'm gonna need another three to four weeks before i even consider being uh, on the front of a front page or something yeah, yeah. but um yeah yeah it definitely is my base that's good. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We know that a lot of people also run not just for physical reasons, but for the, the men- mental health benefits of aerobic exercise. Um, what role does running play in your own mental health? And, and do you use running as a kind of tool for, you know, feeling happier and feeling less anxious maybe about things? No, definitely. Um, from someone who, you know, has so many thoughts going on in my head and so many things going on at once, <laughs> running has undoubtedly... Um, saved me and helped me grow as a human being because I, 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 go, I go out, I go out and run and it allows me to slow things down and reevaluate one, what's most important and what you actually think might be really stressing you out. You're able, you're able to sort of cut it down, analyse it, and really come out with some smart solutions and you kind of ask yourself questions whilst you're out there running. I know it sounds weird, but you do. You're out there running and you've got past that sort of, you know, that that first 20 minutes where it really hurts. And now you're into the swing of things and now you're sort of like your second wind, if you like. And you're able to, I don't even want to say the word because I know I won't be able to pronounce it. Decompomodalize. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. You know the word. <laughs> Leave your comments below if you know what I'm talking about because I don't. But it allows you to just reevaluate it all. Yeah. And you, you end up, once you're finished, you, you've got a clear head, a better understanding of what was actually, you know, making you feel a certain way, you know? And I, I love that about. Does that, because you've spoken before about living with OCD, does that sort of the tooth, that's that, is that where your, that sort of management of priorities comes in? Oh, mate. Let's not get into this because I could stop this whole podcast <laughs> and clean up this whole room right now. It's a joke. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would say no because I suffer with OCD. Not the sort of, you know, the extreme where it's dusty and I've got to clean everything. But if there's sort of like, uh, I don't know, five Coke cans in the fridge, there needs to be four. Um, if there's something in my head that... I really want, I feel I need, I have to do it. And whether it takes me all night, I have to figure out how to do it. So, like, we had a mic issue before we started this, you know. Like, five years ago, we wouldn't have been able to start this podcast until I found out what that issue was. And I guess over time, I've grown and I've realised that, you know what, some things you actually have to let go. Yeah. 
And I think my children have played a big part in that. You know, it's like <laughs> four coke coke cans in the fridge. You'd be lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got you've got four coke cans in there, but there'll be one half de- half empty, so or half full, whichever way you look at it. But yeah, so it's just little things. You're like, I can't live like this. You know, there's other people that rely on me, and I, I haven't got the time for this. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of pick your moments, pick your battles, and I, I guess yeah, running kind of helps with that if you like. Yeah. Yeah, nice. How is um? I was gonna say, how's that? And in terms of fitting everything in, family life. How does that? Both. I mean, we've we've talked on this before. Rick and I have both got kids, and we find that the 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 bit of um, the juggle between like if you're training and you you want to go out and do the runs, but you've got like the the school run and the the other thing to do and all this sort of stuff. Like, how do you try and fit it all in? Especially if you, you know, you got your, you've got to make records in the day and you've got to do all this sort of stuff. Like, how how does that all balance out? I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for. A, I was hoping for. I was hoping. No, I was hoping for you guys to. <laughs> see, I was hoping for you guys to come and give me All some right, tricks well, and well, tips. Well, nah, I'm only joking. I got nothing. Like, look, I got nothing. <laughs> if I'm honest, it's I'm always learning. I'm always learning, and it's not something where I can confidently say to you guys, you know what, I've got the answer. This is what you do, because it, it's not. Um, the kids are constantly growing. We've got a two-year-old who has now just completely changed the whole dynamic on what we do. Um, but I think the biggest key or tip that I can give, and if there's any listeners out there that have got massive hectic schedules and love to train as much as I do and have a family as well, is communicate you have to communicate with your family members. Our son is 12 years old now. Um, like I mentioned, we've got uh, our daughter who's two. And, you know, my son's obviously got his mobile phone now. Um, so we're all on a family diary. We've got a family diary now. And if there's things, because of, you know, the iCloud, it all syncs in together. And sometimes I wish it bloody didn't, but it does. <laughs> with with my 12-year-old, my he can put, in things that he wants to do. And when I when we first discussed this and we was like, look, this is what we're gonna have to do. There's a busy period coming up, not only for rudimental, but for what everything or everything that Locksmith has to do, talking in third person mode. Um <laughs> but it's gonna be a busy period. So let's look at the diary and let's look at times that we can fill in together that means that we can do things together. And I gave my son that option. He came back with like 12 dates. I don't think he really quite grasped the concept. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of meetings and it's pinging up. Uh, yeah, we're doing basketball practice today and we're doing this today. I'm like, but at the same time, he's he now knows that he can visually see something and when it's going to happen, you know, and he feels more confident in the fact that, you know what, daddy's not going to let me down. And I, I got tired of making promises that I can't keep so with us communicating we allowed ourselves to make promises realistic promises that we could all keep you know even when the missus wants to go out on a night out and she needs time to herself you know she sticks it in the diary and every time it turns up I'm like how long's that been in the diary for then <laughs> I ain't been out in ages but but yeah I, I think the key is communication nice you know, and talking to your mm, family for sure can we talk about your um your new book about this boy and um, kind of what it's what it's all about and, wh- and why you wanted to write it 
Yeah, about this boy, uh, was inspired again by my son who was 11 years old at the time. And I could see similarities to issues and scenarios that my son was facing, that I was facing as a kid. And I think sometimes as adults, especially parents, we sometimes forget what it's like to be a kid, you know. We kind of just like, oh, well, was we kids? Can't remember now. Got bills to pay, got this to do, got responsibilities. Um, and it kind of made me think, you know, I at certain points I felt so lost. There wasn't my dad around to help me and guide me. My mum was around, but she couldn't do the sort of like the father stuff as much as she tried. And I looked at my son and I was like, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to write you letters. You know, this this might help you out with your transition from year six to year seven. So primary school to, to secondary school. Um, and I was writing these letters and I shared it with a few people. And they were like, you know what? There's going to be so many. There's going to be such a wider audience, rather, um, that this is going to appeal to. Um, you should just write, you should write a book. So I teamed up with a guy called Derek Arusu and we were able to come together and... I, I really wanted it to be as close to some of the issues that I had growing up because I know there's going to be kids out there that are going through exactly the same thing. And I didn't want them to feel alone. I want them to know that someone in my position, someone who's performed in front of thousands of people around the world, got multi awards, not only in the UK, but again, around the world, um, it's going through exactly what they're going through. Um, and it, I, I, I'm not going to say say that it'll be easier to write an autobiography. Um, not in the sense of, you know, technically and logistically, but, you know, you can just go out there, write an autobiography, and you know that it's going to sell if you've got sort of like a profile and whatnot. I want it to have an impact in children's lives. Um, when I'm dead and gone, I want people to read this. And I keep using the word dead. I've got to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm no longer here, maybe <laughs> um, there, there's going to be kids out there that pick up the book and they they gain something from it. You know, um, they're gonna they're gonna get an insight into what it was like for me growing up, um, and they're gonna get some positive messaging. They're gonna be motivated. They're gonna be inspired um, to not give up on their dreams, and they're gonna get some tips and tricks on how to deal with life and how it can sometimes throw us obstacles in our way that is that sounds brilliant i mean in terms of a legacy of like what you want to put out there for people to absorb you've got rudimental and all that stuff and that's gonna like that inspires people and motivates people and, and all that sort of stuff and then a book as well i mean it's you got anything else i have got an app <laughs> <laughs> there we go yeah um I got an app, uh, it, it launched launched in January, um, it's called Unlock by Locksmith. Um, the core of it is fitness, um, you've got a variety of trainers on there that help me stay fit, and I like to say sexy, all year throughout, <laughs> all throughout the year, and they're available to the public just at a touch of a button, but it's not just a fitness app, you know, I've got also my clothing lane, oh, I can't get the words out, I've also got my clothing line um, at 
theycallmelocksmith.com and that's combined within the app. Um, you've also got a backstage pass to everything Locksmith. So you've got live DJ sets, you've got studio sessions that are going to be uploaded onto the app. It's still early days, we're still evolving. Um, and then when we do live shows, if you're unable to get a ticket and come see us in person or we're on the other side of the world and you want to see what that show's like, I'm going to be streaming live shows there. So it's just giving you more than just fitness but yes fitness runs across it amazing thank you so much for your, for your time coming on the run as well podcast we're really looking forward to this ultra marathon that you're signing up for as well <laughs> i'm not but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. no, great it's very, really really inspiring to talk to you and i think yeah your your, your work ethic and, and discipline and sort of passion for things really shines through so thanks very much for uh, for coming Cheers, on man thank you for having me so that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our guest Locksmith and to you, of course, for listening. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, then you should do it. Pause what you're listening now. Pause. Thank you for subscribing. That was great. Really appreciate it. Makes us, uh, everything better. And if you're in the mood to do some more subscribing, you could subscribe to the magazine. That's a good thing to subscribe to. Just Google Runners World UK subscription and sort that out for yourself. And we've got a newsletter that we send out from the website that comes out every Tuesday, uh, Thursday, every Thursday. We send a newsletter, which is all the latest hot takes on uh, everything in running. So that's on the website. So you can subscribe to that too. It's a, subs- it's a subscription fest. It's a subscription bonanza, it is, right? isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Subscribe to everything, guys. Thanks for listening. And you'll hear from us again next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.